Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this week's podcast. As we approach the celebration of the birth of your son, Jesus, we ask that we keep him as the central theme of the season. We pray for safety. We call on Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, to heal this country. We call on Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace, for peace in this country. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. The birth of Jesus is documented in the Bible, yet there are some who have expanded the facts without any biblical evidence. Today I want to look at some of the liberties people have taken about the birth of Jesus. The events of Jesus' birth are found in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25, and chapter 2. Mark and John write nothing about the birth. Luke writes about Mary's conception in Luke 1, verses 34 through 38, and of the birth of Jesus in Luke chapter 2. The first dilemma for those who do not believe that God can do anything is the virgin birth. Naysayers insist that Joseph was the father of Jesus. Matthew 1 and 16 says that Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. My friends, throughout the first chapter of Matthew, the genealogy of Jesus refers to the men who fathered their offspring. Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob, Jacob begat Judah, and so on. When you get to Joseph, the Bible does not say, Joseph begat Jesus. The character of Joseph shines as he was engaged to Mary, but had not had intercourse with her. The world would have you test the merchandise, and if you don't like it, put it back on the shelf. Not so with Joseph. Matthew 1 and 19 says, Joseph was a just man, which meant he would do the right thing even when nobody was watching. How many just men do you know? Here's the situation. You are engaged to be married to Mary, yet you haven't slept with her, and then she tells you she's pregnant. For most men, this would be too much to bear. Joseph was her legal husband, according to Jewish tradition, and he sought to divorce her quietly to prevent shame from coming upon Mary. Jesus would have to later deal with those who question his origins in John 8:19. It says, Then they said to him, Where's your father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. Folks, this was a do-you-know-who-is-your-daddy jab at Jesus by the Pharisees. Now imagine growing up and telling everyone that your father was not Joseph, but your father was God. But I digress as Luke 1, 28-29 describes Mary's encounter with the angel Gabriel. Gabriel tells her she was highly favored. He tells her the Lord is with her. And he tells her that she is blessed. My Christian friends, Mary was awarded a triple blessing. And I'm here to tell you that you are highly favored. The Lord is with you and you are blessed. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you also get a triple blessing. The fact that Mary was a virgin was to fulfill Isaiah 7:14. It says, "Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, 
a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. This Old Testament scripture is also quoted in Matthew 1.23. For years, science has been trying to prove and disprove the virgin birth. The events leading up to the birth of Jesus, as well as events after his birth, have caused songwriters, cartoonists, movie makers, and others to create things about the birth that have no biblical background. Mary and Joseph, along with every citizen of the Roman Empire, had been ordered to go to their hometowns to register themselves and pay taxes. You may as well say they were going to a family reunion. Although Joseph was going to pay taxes, let's examine just how poor he was. The trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem was about 80 miles and would have taken four to seven days to complete. Many have depicted Mary riding on a donkey, which was kind to her, given Mary's condition, but unconfirmed in the Bible. Now imagine walking 10 to 15 miles a day while pregnant. Once they got to Bethlehem, it was time for her to deliver her baby. Bethlehem would have been filled with out-of-town travelers for the census taking. It reminds me of the time that I had four tickets given to me for the SEC basketball tournament held in Memphis that year. I had tickets, but no hotel room. There was no room for me at the Holiday Inn. I ran into a Kentucky fan that I knew that needed tickets. They had a room, but no tickets. God worked it out. They got one of my tickets, and I got a room, and everybody won, including Kentucky. I sold the other two tickets, which paid for the entire trip. Now, ain't God good? Mary and baby Jesus were not so lucky. So the Savior of the world would be born wrapped in swaddling cloths, which were just torn strips of cloth wrapped around baby Jesus. There was no blanket. There was no infant warmer. There was no bassinet or crib. The Messiah was placed in a manger, which is an animal feeding trough. Did I mention how poor Joseph was? By the way, the Bible does not mention any animals witnessing the birth. Luke 2, 8-20 continues the story of the birth of Jesus and the role of the shepherds. When the angel announced to them that a Savior had been born, who is Christ the Lord, he gave the shepherds clues. Number one, he was born in the city of David. Number two, you would find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. And number three, he would be lying in a manger. It is what happens next that brings up a Hollywood moment. Luke 2.13 says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Folks, here's the Hollywood moment. Hollywood has a full choir singing three-part harmony. No, that's not what the Bible says. It says that they were saying, Glory to God to the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. They said it, not sang it. Hallmark Cards has made millions off of that verse. The shepherds found baby Jesus, just as the angel had said, and after they had seen him, they proceeded to announce to the world concerning the birth of Jesus. After eight days, Joseph took Jesus and Mary to Jerusalem, which was 20 miles away, to offer a sacrifice. The standard offering after the birth of a son is a lamb. Joseph's offering was two birds, which was considered the offering of the poor. This offering confirms that the wise men had not visited them yet. Joseph 
surely would not have offered a sacrifice of two birds if he had gold, frankincense, and myrrh in his possession. Speaking of the wise man, their story is recorded in Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12. This story has been magnified with little, if any, biblical check and presented as fact. First of all, Matthew 2 and 1 says, wise men from the east. The number three is nowhere to be found in the chapter, yet three wise men are always pictured. The Bible says wise men. It does not say how many. Next, the star which leads them to Jesus was not hovering over the manger. Matthew 2 and 11 says, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. My friends, Jesus was not a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger when the wise man came to visit. This was a young child in a house. Maybe the reason it is assumed that there were three wise men is that there were three gifts mentioned, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These gifts would have brought Joseph immediately out of poverty. Ain't God good? At this time, I always ask if you'd like to give your life to Christ. He was born to die for your sins and mine. If you have not given your life to Christ, would you do so right now? Pray with me. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. We pray for those who will trust you with their life. In Jesus' name, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. Or you may write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048. Or call us at 678-693-2204. Stay safe. Be blessed and have a great week.